Hello and welcome. You are listening to No Country for Healthy Living, a podcast where we try to guide you towards new levels of growth, self-love, and connection you never thought possible. My name is Kaylee. And I am Laura. Welcome. So happy to have hello, you hello. here. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for joining us. We are back. It's been a it's been a couple it's been like a week since we had an episode, but it's been like Two, two weeks, weeks since we've seen each other. Yeah, so it feels like it's weird to say it. I feel like it's been forever because it has been. It has. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. Um, but yeah, you know, life happened. We Things happened and we just didn't get an episode up last week. And that's okay. Yeah. We're, we're going to do that sometimes. That's okay. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, we're here for another episode. Another riveting episode. Um, but <laughs> Laura, how are you? How have you been? Um, I have been pretty good. I On Sunday, I got back from Kansas from visiting some of my boyfriend's yeah. um, bio family. And they were all awesome. And we had a great time. And it was like 90 degrees there, which he likes what is balls off but I loved it I was warm for the first time in my life in the past six months see it hit like 90 degrees for us over the weekend and like a couple of times like on like Friday or something like that so we've had a couple of days where it got like nice and warm so I totally get what you're saying because I was (laughs) I was even though it was really freaking hot I was like this is so fucking wonderful. Like, I'm hot right now. Like, I'm not just freezing cold. It was like, it's so nice. It sucks, but it's nice. I love it, but I hate it. Exactly. And, but, and the thing about, like, going to the South or the, like, Midwest, wherever you want to consider Kansas, because I, it also is true in Alabama with my family, is it's, like, Mm -hmm. hot so often there that no matter where you go, they have, like, hardcore air conditioning. So I'm actually not warm wherever I go there at least exactly maybe cold because of weather most of the time but when it's warm most places are going to stay warm exactly exactly (laughs) yep that is a perk (laughs) that's awesome I'm glad you had a fun time in Kansas yeah it was nice I had a huge ass amusement park and everybody went on rides and I tried some I'm not a ride most, person. They just make, make me feel like sick mostly. Well, oh, yeah, no, I get it. Afraid. I get it. Motion sickness in me. I mean, I don't like roller coasters. Like, straight up, I don't like roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck no. I don't like them. <laughs> I've been weird. on them. I don't like them. I just, I absolutely I just cannot whiplash. deal with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I cannot deal with it. Like, I cannot do it. Um, And I've tried the little kitty ones to a very extreme one and the very extreme one was one of my first full-on memories of being on a roller coaster and I no I was so mad at my parents for making me go on it like I like I I could not deal with it I I hated it Uh and I do not like roller coasters whatsoever like I'll do it if someone really, really freaking wants me to do it with them, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to be happy and I'm not going to enjoy myself. No. It's, <laughs> it's as simple as that. I wish I could, but I don't. I like other rides. I do like yeah. other amusement rides and stuff like that, but I the just, really I can't do roller coasters. Ones, I 
Right, exactly. I cannot do it because it like physically like crazy one. <laughs> I, I was looking it up too because I didn't know if it was just me because everyone that I went with like wasn't having any problems and so I looked it up to like and they were saying that like 25% of like neck and back injuries come from people mm-hmm. who rode ride on roller coasters and stuff like that and yep. I'm like that's crazy and I already have issues with that and it just makes it so much worse like it gives me I get an it. instant headache. Everybody else is like, yeah, and I'm like, I totally feel that though. I totally (laughs) feel that though because I'm always that's one of my things whenever I go on a ride is like, this is it, this is where I'm gonna get like really badly injured by like my neck because of like, like, get like just the jerking or something. (laughs) Yeah, no, like there's some rides I'll do, and then there's some rides that I'm like, no. Yeah. No, thank I'll you. I want the kitty ones. Part. Like, I'll yeah. take the children. You guys yeah. go be crazy. Like, I'll have fun with the kids. Yeah. I even exactly. offered because Mark had a niece and a nephew there. And I think he had a similar experience to his first roller coaster ride as you did because he wanted to go on yeah. it, you know? But he's 10 and he went on one that, honestly, he's pretty small for a 10 year old. And it whipped me around. And he, like, by the end was just crying. And I mean, he went on another roller coaster or two, but they were smaller and he was more prepared and actually had mm-hmm. fun. But the first one, just straight up painful and should not have been a ride to begin with. It was like an yeah. old school uh, wooden one. So it like, oh yeah, really rickety, really whips you around. And it yeah, was like the yeah. fastest roller coaster there. So it's like, yep. they always are because uh, it's not like they were very well regulated. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. So that's that's mm-hmm. my two weeks of fun so how have you been well i'm glad you had fun uh <laughs> doing all of that sounds like you had a splendid time yeah. um <laughs> i haven't had a lot going on in the past two weeks not 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 nothing as exciting as going to kansas and going to amusement park rides anyways uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh we just had to go to the at&t store actually and get nick a new phone and put him on my plan a little bit more prematurely faster than we expected to have to do any of this. Cause yeah. his phone a few days ago stopped making, like he couldn't make phone calls. Like he couldn't make outgoing phone calls. He could receive phone calls. He could get text messages, send text messages, all that stuff, but he couldn't make phone calls. And like he went in and it was like a phone issue and an issue with the plan, but they like could not figure it out. Like he was there for like three hours. um he was there for three hours they were trying really hard to figure it out for him and try to get things fixed so he didn't have to get a new phone and stuff um but he was in there and eventually he called me and he was like all right can you can you come over here and save us like six hours of like painful possible not even gonna work like shit and just come switch me to your plan and they're going to give me a new phone. And I was like, be right there. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do it. It's like, I'll be right there. I was playing starting with Amber and I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go save the husband and get him out yes, of there. So exactly. we did, we got him set up. They, but they actually gave him a really, they basically gave him the, the phone for free. That's he really spent good. like basically 50 bucks on the phone they're treating it like a one of their little trade-in deals basically so well yeah his phone broke for no reason well yeah exactly and they tried and they tried to fix it and they they literally couldn't fix it for him and this is just going to be the easiest and best option so that's what they did so he got 
he got a new phone um, and he's now on my plan. So we got him all set up on there. Um, he had to get a new phone number for the first time in like over a decade. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. Yep. Yep. Um, so now he's got to pass number? that. Ar- well, no, because they don't know if it's linked to that phone number or not. They don't oh. know what the issue is. Oh, That's the problem. Yeah. So they're trying to avoid that issue possibly coming back just because they swapped a SIM card and kept that same number or tried to transfer it over. So they just... They just did a new phone number just so we can hopefully completely, because this is a brand new phone, new number on a, on my plan, you know, so it's not related to that. Plan. So we're hoping that we don't have this issue again. So we don't, we literally don't know what the problem was, what happened. Like they were trying so hard to figure it out. So he had a whole team working there trying to figure it out. The manager was trying to help. Everybody was trying to figure it out, but nobody could fucking figure it out. So Aww. I was already getting to the point. I was sitting there when it hit the third, the three hour mark. I was like, I think I should just go in there and be like, so why can't we just put him on my plan? Like, guys, right. let's just swap him to mine. Like, but he called me and he's like, all right, we're 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 doing it. I was like, all right, I'll be right there. Five minute drive. Got him all That's set up. Good. He's all good now. Um... Not much else has gone on, uh, but I did, like I was telling you, we mm-hmm. are starting the journey into mental health care again of finding the right pill for me. <laughs> yes, um, Yes, we're, we're starting that antidepressant pill journey because even though I can kind of, I can, you know, I can, I can muscle through it. I can't do it on my own anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a battle that I've been fighting for a long time and I I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm like I I never have energy for anything. So it's time to start finding something that's gonna help my brain work well and do what she she needs to get done efficiently. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm glad that you're ready to start that journey. And I I'm ready to feel that. happy and to feel I'm ready. <laughs> no, let me let me do that. I'm ready to feel <laughs> <laughs> just anything really. Oh gosh. I'm, I'm ready for the experience and the journey, even if it takes time, you know, and that's the thing. It may be a process. I don't expect the first pill to be the right one, the right match. It's not always that easy. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I am ready for the journey um, to find something that will help me function because it's okay to need to take a medication to help your brain function because usually you need that medication because your brain is missing something some form of dopamine or something in there that it can't produce as well as someone some other people's brains do and you need a little extra help with that and that happens and it's okay and i am ready to accept that help man (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 like glad you're like I told you. I'm glad you're ready to accept that help, but I'm also glad that you're like understanding and prepared and okay with the fact that it's going to be oh, a yeah. process. Because, yeah. like we were talking about, it can be really frustrating and it can be also like mm-hmm. borderline, like kind of risky because some yep. pills might not have a great reaction with you. Exactly. I mean, I grew up watching my brother go through so many different pills because he has many different mental health issues that he deals with. Um, So he takes a slew of medication. And I remember those processes of finding Mm -hmm. that right match 
Um, I remember when it wasn't the right match, like you knew when it wasn't the right match for, yeah. for him, you know, it's like you, it's not always going to be the right thing. And that's why you have to know what the signs are, pay attention to your, yourself and the signs and make sure that it is working for you and that you aren't experiencing any crazy negative side effects, but it is, it is a journey that can be dangerous and it is a journey that it it's necessary though um, yeah. for a lot of people and it it's and it's exactly and I'm definitely ready for it and hoping for the best so we'll see what happens you know All right. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean other than that like I said not much has gone on in my two weeks so I've just been just been here oh I redid my office redid yeah, my office i told beautiful. you that yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. redid Which the whole like room so it's nice so it looks nice and and pretty and or well prettier at least nicer um yeah so when i'm in here doing stuff i don't feel the dread of everything around me that i need to get rid of or clean or put away for some reason yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> that's one good. less anxiety inducing room done <laughs> done Check. Now she has to come and do my office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we do. We need to do your office. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I guess we'll get into today's topic then. Um, you know? I know. We told them we were going to give them a little bit longer ones eventually. And it's already yeah. been 13 minutes of shitty shit chatting. Loving it. Exactly. We're, we're back to a couple chit chat. Listen, we had a we had like a couple weeks between seeing each other, so we had time for things to happen, you know, exactly. like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess we'll we'll get into the topic now. We'll we'll get this discussion going. Um, and you know, we we definitely talk a lot on here about how we're all different, you know, like I was just talking about we're all different, we all process things different. <clears throat> you know, and whether that be in regards to what we like, we dislike and what works for us when it comes to being healthy, you know, happy, and even in physical sizes and shapes of our bodies, you know, and these differences are what make us who we are. And it should definitely be celebrated, you know, or at the very least, we should respect it. Um, but our topic today, we feel, you know, doesn't always make it easy to not only respect who we are for ourselves, but it can also make us feel like not very respected by others. Yeah, absolutely. And that today, everyone, is the women's clothing industry. And I yeah. mean, it's specifically the women's clothing industry, and I think that's just based on our experiences that we've mm -hmm. had, but there are, like, the end topic is, like, the clothing industry in a general sense, mm -hmm. um, but there are some very specifics about the women's clothing industry specifically, mm -hmm. um, and this industry isn't the most, um, like, inclusive when it comes to sizing and making clothing for all sorts of different shapes that bodies come in. And it can also just be downright confusing and frustrating when you go into one store and you're one size and then you go into another store and it's completely different. Mm -hmm. um, 
I know that is a frustration that I have, especially since, you know, all of our bodies are always kind of changing depending on what season our life and our body is in. And so when we have to go buy clothes and go find a different size, instead of just going, oh, I'm going to go a size up or go a size down, you have to seriously search for what's going to fit you. And it's Mm -hmm. so frustrating and so time consuming. And it drives me absolutely crazy. Yep. And the fact that you and I do not have any energy, it also is just draining. Mm-hmm. I don't have time or energy for this crap. No, exactly. I don't have time to go running from one store to another, um, trying to figure out what's going to fit me, what's not. That's why I learned my measurements. So I just go right in and I try to look and figure out what measurements are and things like that. I've become more confident and comfortable with shopping online because I go by measurements now rather than size Mm -hmm. because a small on one site is an extra small on another site is a medium on another site. Right. Exactly. I don't know what to tell you. They're all the same measurements. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, like, way back when you know the the clothing interest the clothing industry used to do this thing uh called vanity sizing and you know it was used as a are you ready for this marketing tool wow big surprise (laughs) (laughs) which means they basically would reduce the sizes of clothing by a size or two to um quote unquote complement a shopper, you know, in hopes that this would make them feel good and want to buy more. And this tactic isn't used as much anymore, you know, which has definitely caused designers to kind of make up their own sizing, which is why we tend to see so many different sizings in different stores. Um, (laughs) And this can make buying clothes, you know, now really challenging and extremely time consuming. Like Laura was saying, you know, we don't have time or energy for doing all of this. Um, And this is even more harmful to those who struggle with their own body image. You know, I myself as someone who has struggled with their body image for a long time, you know, was very affected by sizing and things like that, especially even as I got older and stuff. Um, And you realize that like all these different places, like you're one size in one place, you're one size in another. It's like one moment you feel good. The next you don't, when you go to another store, you're like, oh, I'm not really this size. I'm really this size. Like, oh my God. And it just sticks in your brain. It's, it's toxic. It's not good for us. And that's why there's so many young women and men too, but especially women that grow up with these body issues of I'm not good enough because this says one thing that I am and this says another that I'm not absolutely and I think that even if you are someone who has put in the work to kind of combat those societal thoughts Mm -hmm. that were made to like have just by having it etched into our brain from society Mm. for so long. Um, I do think that 
it still comes up for those of us who have worked on it because even mm-hmm. though I am like my body is at a completely different point now than it was a year ago when I was going to the gym all the time and doing the personal trainer and like going hard and I was that was something I was really working on and really like finding an outlet in you know and my job was a very active job and so mm-hmm. much has changed and so my body's in a completely different point and I think that mm-hmm. if I didn't do as much work around that as I have in the past I would kind of be losing my body right now mm-hmm. but I had to just go through all my summer shorts from last year and try them on and find out that a majority of them don't fit anymore and even yep. though I've done that work it makes me it still like is kind of weird feeling yeah even though I have no problem with my body it still like hits me in a negative way so I can only imagine the people who still have like are fighting their bodies still and having that happen to them and how much that must put on them Mm -hmm. you know yeah exactly no it's not something that's um easy to deal with honestly like it's what when you get body dysmorphia it doesn't just go away as you get older you know it you can still struggle with it there can still be days where you look at yourself and you don't feel so good even though you know you don't have problems with how you look Mm -hmm. but there's just still something deep inside of you for some reason that still holds on to that that little nugget you know of what society has shoved down our throats of what is acceptable of how you should look and how you shouldn't look and all of those extremely negative and toxic things that um are practically impossible to avoid because it's everywheres yeah it's everywheres and body representation matters Absolutely, for sure. Not only in an advertisement way, but then showing up in an inclusive clothing way, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking as in big, small, transgender, non-binary, whatever it is, extra feminine, extra masculine, like all these different things, your body type, it doesn't matter what you look like. As long as you are happy, you are taking care of yourself, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. Absolutely. And I feel like, um, you know, even though there is no worth or worthlessness tied to what body size mm. or what clothing you are, um, it's actually something that a lot of people have a hard time believing for themselves. And, and I feel like it's, they might believe it for other people, but um, usually I find that people find it fine for other people, but not mm-hmm. fine for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how often do you see things on the internet where it's like, um, you see two people wearing the same outfit, but they're completely different body types and people just bash the person who's bigger and is only ever pointing out the negatives. And even the people who are smaller get bashed. It's no one wins. No one wins. Both sides get bashed of why they're not good enough and why they either need to gain weight or lose weight or why they're a worthless pig or not a worthless pig. You know, all of these things that um, 
get thrown in our face. It's never good enough. Whatever we look like, it's never going to be good enough for everyone. We don't need to please everyone. We need to please ourselves. Yeah. We need to, we need to make ourselves happy and love our bodies because guess what? You're stuck with it. (laughs) You're damn right. Absolutely. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're taught at a very young age that, you know, what we look like matters. Mm-hmm. And even though that's not something we can necessarily choose what we look like, and that that does go for a physical what features you are born with, but it also mm-hmm. goes to like, we don't all have the same resources as one another that that in turn affect our appearance, like clean clothing, proper nutrition, or even proper nutrition knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, what you find as a simple thing like showers you mm-hmm. know so when we are taught to take our appearance as a top priority it can really make us feel like shit if we don't think we live up to the standards that we were given yeah exactly exactly and you know when we already have all of these worries about our bodies and you know, the clothing, the clothing industry comes in with all this random sizing and, you know, even having some stores not carry very common sizes because, you know, they're considered too big, you know, and can really, it it can really fuck with us. And yes, we as individuals have to do the inner work and inner healing to love ourselves and respect ourselves in a much better and positive way. But so that we aren't tying our worth to our size, you know, amongst other things, of course, but the women's clothing, clothing industry needs to do their part too. You know, they also need to start being more inclusive in the different sizes and shapes that are out there. You know, like we've said about other industries on other episodes, the women's clothing industry has made some really awesome progress and strides towards being more inclusive, but there's still so much more work that needs to be done. Um, which is why we like to bring up these topics, um, such as the women's clothing industry. You know, these are conversations that need to be had. Um, and we want to start that conversation, that, you know, inner dialogue of change within ourselves and then the option to fight for change in a more public way because if we're not talking about these topics and we're not trying to get more people to listen to them no matter how small it may seem it's gonna have a huge impact in some way and we need to discuss them and we need to bring them to light and we need to be aware of them you know and talk about it and be comfortable with it um We only really avoid things when we're uncomfortable with them. And a lot of these things we shouldn't be uncomfortable with. There's no reason to be uncomfortable around these discussions. They need to be had and they should be had. And the more we have them, the less people can push back with that uncomfortableness because we're becoming more comfortable to talk about it. Absolutely. And I think to a point we've kind of been taught to be uncomfortable with these Mm -hmm. conversations and topics so that we can continue to be manipulated by the people we are being manipulated by. Well, think, take the topic and conversation of money. 
-hmm. We're taught to not discuss money and what we make. It's so taboo. No, talk about what you make. Talk about money. We should know what everyone else around us is making. We should know our worth. We should be make we should make sure we're getting paid what we're worth, you know. If you're doing the same job as someone else but they're making more than you just because of the genitals between their legs, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It it shouldn't have anything to do with the fact that you're this one specific way. It should be that you contribute, you do your part and you you are you are worth your money and you have to fight for it. You have to talk, talk about it. These are these, mm-hmm. those are those conversations where we're taught, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. No, 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 no. That's taboo. No, it's not taboo. We should talk about it. We have yeah. to talk about it. And what I've also gathered about the money topic is that like, when it comes to like interviewing for a job, I've been told that it's like, you shouldn't ask what they're going to pay you. But I mean, I can't take a Always job. Always ask. I don't know what they're going to pay yeah. me. I, and I have had a job where I've asked that and they like borderline got offended. And I'm like, I I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. No. If this isn't a job that's going to be helpful no. financially, even if it's a job I want. You yeah. Know? Thankfully. So like- yeah, exactly. And, and, Thankfully, it's something that more people are becoming more comfortable with talking about mm-hmm. because these are, like we said, conversations that need to be had because the more we have them, the more comfortable we are with them. And again, there's no reason to be uncomfortable with these topics. I love bringing up the topic of what I make for a living and trying to get someone else to become comfortable and talking about it. And usually if I throw out what I make and start talking about money, they become comfortable and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh okay, you don't care what... Uh, all right. Like, yeah, let's talk about it. And, you know, and then it's, it's not a conversation that should be uncomfortable. Just like when we talk about size and inclusivity of sizes and making sure that everybody feels seen and is able to buy clothes that fit them, that they're comfortable in and that they can wear for a while that they can wear for a while because they don't wear out too fast because they're maybe too tight or they're just not made the right way that, Mm -hmm they fall apart too quick. It just, we, we need more inclusivity in these things. Absolutely. And I think you kind of have brought us to our next awesome Mm. point. You know, Mm -hmm. we finally had a segue. Just want to put it out there that I'm excited about it (laughs) because we were talking about some more public change on how you could do that. And and that is talking about it. That is getting Mm -hmm. the message out there and fighting Mm -hmm. for it. And one way specifically we want to touch upon for the clothing and fashion industry is equality because so many companies like express gratitude and support on national women's day. But unfortunately, like a lot of those very same companies don't have equal opportunities or equal pay for women. Kind of like Mm -hmm. what you were saying about it's important to talk about money. Otherwise you don't know that Mm -hmm. a lot of these big name or even whatever companies don't, have equal opportunities and pay gap and have pay gaps and it's just Mm -hmm. a load of shit Mm -hmm. um um and i was reading about a unions and workers rights like activist Mm. um share that during the first stages of making clothing um factory like garment workers who Mm -hmm. are mostly women are often like poorly paid and labor mm-hmm. in unsafe and unsanitary environments and like like um we i said 
previously like lack opportunities for career advancement and unfortunately they also face sexual harassment or assault and physical or psychological abuse and that is just such big heavy Mm -hmm. stuff to be put through at a job Mm -hmm. exactly if you're working there it's because you need to to survive and that's the Mm -hmm. way you're also going to be treated it's Mm -hmm. just a huge destructive cycle it is and it's a sad reality that a lot of people face um Mm -hmm. and until we start having these conversations and bringing these things to light um they're not going to change you know some of some of the most popular stores out there use sweatshops or have sweatshop like conditions to make their clothes you know places like Aeropostale, nike you know victoria's secret even disney you know there's a bigger there's a bigger list you know in our resources below like where all our links are in the description um and it's big name company crazy to yeah it's crazy to think about that these companies they make so much money and they continue to just not care they continue to instead of try and save the world with all the money they have they basically just do more harm to it out of greed because they'd rather make more money and take more money home at the end of the day for themselves than make sure everybody around them also gets to live a comfortable life because sadly our society especially here in america is very much built upon greed Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's it is very much built upon the concept of greed and we are really facing that reality right now um in our current climate too you can look around and see prime examples of all of these things um but bottom line is the more we talk about it the more people are going to hear and the more people are going to learn first of all because a lot of people don't even know about these things a lot of people have no clue about how some of these things work, especially a lot of men. A lot of men don't realize some of the struggles that women face when they go out shopping mm-hmm. and go clothing shopping because their sizing options are very to the point, you yeah. know? And mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy for them to go into the store and buy the clothes they need because they know that they can just look in and it'll say waist and length. I have a much easier time buying clothes for Mark than I do myself. Oh my god, yeah. Anytime I buy pants for my husband, because who does the clothing shopping? Me. Um, <laughs> anytime I buy him clothes, so easy. Mm-hmm. So easy. It's the easiest thing in the world. Me, I'll be scrolling for hours. I'll be looking for hours before I find like two things I like. Him, I can find everything in an in instant that it... it's just easy. right there. Yeah. And even when you go into a store, because I just, um, as you know, my birthday was when I was in Kansas. So Mark took Mm -hmm. me out shopping and like just being in stores for a few hours, I bought like two things. Like you said, like, it's like, uh, Nick and I went to Minnesota back in February. We went Mm -hmm. to the mall of America. Oh yes. Yes. I bought. We went to the Mall of America, okay? I walked out. I wanted to buy some more work clothes, you know, buy some more blouses and pants and stuff. I walked out of there with um, this flannel I'm wearing now, uh, <laughs> another flannel, 
And these were ones that we bought at like a little consignment shop that was in there. So it was like a resale shop. And then I bought one blouse. One blouse. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of it was I either couldn't find the size I needed or I didn't like the cut of it because I knew it wouldn't look good. It was just so many different things that were factoring into it that I'm just like, this is so draining. I don't even want to look for things anymore. Like it got to that point where I stopped looking. I was like, well, I guess if I see something great, but I'm not going to expect anything. And I didn't find much. It was very disheartening. I was like, I can't believe I couldn't find nice pants that would be cut and style and, and, the right size and fit good and i was just like you know what it's a little disheartening but it's fine it's, it's fine. fine it's okay but yes oh yeah i, I think that uh i think that brings us to the end of today's episode and uh like we said talk about these things make people be aware um the more we have these conversations, the more comfortable we all become. Yeah. And even, blank. and even if you're not yet comfortable to have these conversations with others, you know, have this, these conversations with yourself mm-hmm. because doing the inner work is going to help you do exactly work if that's what you so choose. You yeah, know, it has become, to start with you. Yeah. Become more comfortable with these topics alone by yourself. And then when they come up, use your voice. Bring out that confidence that you've gained by yourself, you know, of just talking about it alone, you know, when you're getting ready in the morning or something, and then you just, conversation comes up and you're just like, oh, here's my opinion on that. Yeah. Have you heard about this? You know, bring it up. Talk about it. The more we talk about it, the better a chance we have at actually making some progress with these things. Absolutely. But like I said, that does it for this one. We're going to end it here. So as always, we thank you all for listening and joining us. And if you are enjoying the podcast at all, we would appreciate it if you could go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Really helps us to get seen by other people. (laughs) Also, if you subscribe or follow wherever you listen to us. If you want to contact us at all, um, any questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas you Mm -hmm. want us to discuss, you can hit us up on our socials, which are at No Country for Healthy Living on Instagram and Facebook. You can also contact us um, at our email address, which is No Country for Healthy Living at gmail.com. Also, if you guys are interested in digging a little deeper in your own personal journey, maybe you're stuck in your journey and you need a little, little extra guidance, you want to be coached by either Laura or myself, you can hit us up on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Dear Kitten 3, and Laura's is at Yas Queen Coaching. That's Y A S Queen Coaching. And once again, as always, we thank you all for listening, for joining us. Um, and remember, as always, to stay safe and make healthy choices. Bye.